one of the most confusing and frustrating investigations by law enforcement is related to people who disappear in highly rural locations, forest, plains, deserts, and regions with few residences. These cases offer no witnesses, few clues, and a strange lack of evidence. Where are these people? How did they disappear without leaving a scent trail? No tracks and a distinct lack of evidence. Hello, my conspiracy nuts, and you know who you are. This is Byron Dice, and you're listening to Let's Get to the Bottom of That Podcast, probably the best show on the internet, where I am joined each week by Jason and Joey, and we cover a topic that's been left out in the public square, unattended and covered with questions from the official story. Today is episode 47, Missing 411. So my critical free thinkers, get your tin foil hats back on, sit back and relax, and let's get to the bottom of that. Iceman Enterprises exclusively presents a talk show that will get to the bottom of things once and for all. And now here's your host for Let's Get to the Bottom of That, Three Weirdos on a Mic. You thought we were gone, but we're back. Yep. Welcome back into another episode of Let's Get to the Bottom of That. I'm your host, Byron Dice. I am in studio with Jason and Joey. Konnichiwa. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome yo. back to the program. It's been, uh, let's see, it's been a crazy week so it's far. Been, yeah. Um, aliens, man. Aliens. We do need to touch on that real quick. Uh, aliens have touched down, plus the we covered this when we did our... Um, we did a UFO series. Yeah, which is our last ranked podcast it, yeah, series. And we did an update because we did a UFO on the the guys that are testifying with the... Um, Ryan Graves. Yeah. The yeah, guy Ryan. that's testifying that gave classified documents to Congress that there were alien spacecraft and credible, very credible, Yeah, very credible sources here. We're on that. Yeah, on credible. Bio, yeah. I mean, they are. I mean, unless it's just one big... CIA psych uh psyop psyop yeah yeah who knows yeah like mike said it could be uh the could great, be getting us ready for the the great distraction deception yeah. deception that's what yeah. i said nah didn't you hear that joey i did yeah yeah welcome back joey um hopefully the listeners have embraced your voice and know that there is a jason and joey yep. jj hey the jays the jj yeah. <laughs> it's powerful um before we before we start with missing 401 which made me think of something while we were reading it that I oh, heard really? the other day. Yeah, a theory about that. You now, want to go ahead and do that now? Or? Nah. Um, well. Uh, well, since uh, now you're thinking. Of, well, can you can you hold it? I can hold it. Okay. Uh, let's just talk real quick. Um, I'm not sure how old this is, but dozens of armed IRS agents and tactical gear are raiding businesses in Florida. Sounds about right. Wait, wait. Who's the president right now? Biden. Man, yeah, tracks. Oh, still? Dang it. <laughs> Um, uh, uh, and uh, and uh, um, uh, um, what am I doing here? The best way to get something done, if you if you hold near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to, <laughs> I can't I can't take this seriously. Biden is an amazing storyteller. Yeah. It's that's brutal. That's who's uh, running the country right now. Dozens of armed IRS agents recently raided a Florida business. 
uh, with witnesses telling the local news outlet that they were stunned by the show of force by this tax agency. At least 25 to 30 agents in tax gear executed a search warrant in a business. Out of business. Waterbooker. They said it was like a scene from a movie. They had big tactical gear, probably because they didn't know what they were walking into. My thing is, why don't you send somebody else? Why IRS? That's kind of weird. Kicking indoors. Why not SWAT team or something? Why not John Cena? Yes. That's what I'm worried And Jackie Chan. Yeah, just have him ask politely, dude. (laughs) I don't understand why Why y'all are knocking. You know, when you think of IRS agents, you got this guy with a a thing, the pencil protector. And the glasses, and he's sitting at a desk, and he's just crunching numbers. Crunching numbers. But why you got a tack vest on with an AR-15, you know, dropping doors? No, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Predator over here. Yeah. Terminator. Yeah, I was going to be... um, What were we going to do? Well, I was going to be... <laughs> that one right there. So I don't know why they're not sending FBI in there. Uh, but that's weird that they would uh, carry guns and, you know... I, I, it's just weird. I expect, you know, you go down to, uh, what's the local job that the, does your taxes? H&R Block. H&R Block. They're sitting there in full tack gear with a weapon, and you're doing your taxes Dude, done. Taxes are serious Wouldn't that business. be weird? Yeah, looks like the mob's doing your taxes. Mob like, hey, dude's doing your taxes. Hey, go ahead. I got something in the back to show you. Yeah. Um, also in the news, there's an autonomous security robot. They're, they're patrolling schools. I think that's a fantastic idea. Look at so as a demand for security enhance, um, it's a pioneer. It's a field. <clears throat> One of the pioneers in this field is Santa Fe High School in New Mexico. Nice. Hey, that's Love your old it. stomping grounds. Mm, New Mexico. Kind of. Land of enchantment, yeah. Yeah, that's where I found the Love it. weird really? thing. That's cool. Um, they are currently piloting autonomous robots developed by Albuquerque. Albuquerque! That's a song. Um, based Team First Technologies. That's the name of it. It's a five-foot, 400-pound wheeled robot equipped with seven mast-mounted 50-caliber weapons. No, I mean cameras. Some gas. I still support it. That's next, though. I still support uh, it. Seven mast-mounted cameras designed to tirelessly. Now, why is the thing tirelessly? Because it never tires. It's, oh, that's it's a true. robot. It's For some reason, I, I interpreted that as he was tired. No. But it's tirelessly. Yeah. Okay, thank you. never tires out. Thank you. See, this is what they were talking about in the comments. It's okay. Byron doesn't know. Hannah. It's on patrol. Thanks, Hannah. It's on patrol. (laughs) They patrol the school premises, providing the human security officers with a comprehensive, continuous 360-degree light. You know what this is? This is, I'm lazy. I don't want to leave the air conditioner. Send the robot out. I'm going to watch the the camera. It's trying to watch. That's what this is. Do you think so? Yes. I don't think so. Why not? It's what I would do. I'm not going out there. Okay, what's cheaper? Send the robot. What's cheaper? Paying a patrol, an off-duty cop that's $45 an hour, or building this one robot? What's cheaper? Yeah. The fat dude that's sitting in the no, bunker. No, he's not. Not over he's, time. Yes, not over time. Get, Absolutely not. He's, he's this, not getting up. This is a $10,000 robot, right? And you're paying this cop a $75,000 salary. To watch, yeah, to watch the cameras. They're also going to need a cop as well. They're going to need a robot, and there's going to have to be a There's going to be a robo-cop. Yeah, yes, true. thank you. you. Dead or alive, thank you're coming you. with me. Dead or alive, you're coming with me. Now, if I was in school, I'm just saying, I would probably get on the back of this That's thing and awesome. ride it. Look I at that. It. Without a doubt, dude. I would, I would soak it on that, I love and robots. I would get in trouble. You I know love. the principal's just sitting there watching the screen all day, like, PDA, back away. <laughs> <laughs> Two feet. Get Eventually, they'll have uh, trank darts on this thing. Or, or, <laughs> yeah. I'm putting them down. Or dispenses like um, yeah, pepper spray. Yeah. 
Get away from us. Yeah. I love it. COVID it's bear, alert. It's bear spray. I'll put all these uh all these uh references in our show notes on the blog, bottom of that dot com, so you can see what we're talking about. Uh because we're not doing video yet. Yet. <laughs> even though I have done one, everybody saw the studio. Um, there is a new VR program. Uh, it's called Cyreal. Lets you experience psychedelic trips without the drugs. That's now, nice. I will say this: I have tripped on acid before. Nice. Anybody else in the room? Uh, no. Okay. No, but I threw a party one time. <laughs> no, but I knew a guy. Yeah, everybody was on acid except for me. It was it was amazing. Obviously, you can get in this um, VR thing, and it shows you psychedelic things that are simulated. Now I watched the trailer and I don't buy it. Nah. It looks like something that you could, that I could watch on Dr. Strange, it's, the Dr. Strange. It's movie. like those, go- those goggles that they, um, the police department put on you, put on you when you're at school like to beer, make the beer goggles. Yeah. The beer goggles yeah. to simulate being drunk. That ah, doesn't, that's yeah, I don't, I, I looked at the trailer and I'm like, it's different because th- when you're tripping on acid, it affects all your, your neurons. Senses. Yeah, this all is, your I'm senses. just watching this Doctor Strange movie of yeah. weirdness. It's so, not, yeah, it's not, not all it. involved, man. You know, I don't think just, so. It's not a, yet. You need a haptic suit on. That's true. Also, science fiction to science fact, there's miniature robots that crawl inside the human body to perform laser surgery. Love it. Sweet. Um, they're controlled by magnetic fields. The tiny worm-like robotic surgeons were recently demonstrated traveling deeper inside a human's cadaver's lungs than it is possible with our current state-of-the-art surgical instruments. I love it. It's, um, They're called microbots. Now, microbots. why don't they Isn't call them nanotechs like, like Tony Stark? It's too mainstream, dude. Yeah. <laughs> microbots? Just call them nanos. Nanotech. Microbots. Wasn't uh, microbots from uh, that one movie, that yeah. Disney movie? Yeah, Big Hero Six. Big Hero Wait Six. Wait a minute, yes. that was microbots yes. that, that that made a weapon and stuff. I would Disney, I would sue. Okay, one hundred percent. Yeah, it's time for it's sure. It's time. I'll back them. Yeah. Well, that was a good movie. That was a good movie. Dude. I still watch it. Yeah. What else we got there, Byron? Um, also, uh, the director of the Pentagon's UAP investigation challenges claims made up in a recent UAP hearing. Uh, the chief scientist, the Pentagon's chief scientist involved in an investigation of unidentified anomalous phenomenon. Yeah, I botched that up, UAP. Uh, fired back at the assertion that his office was not being fully transparent with its finding and other claims made during a congressional hearing. What's the date on this article? This week. This one is, uh, this one's July 28th. So, recent. So, yeah, it's yeah. recent. Couple Have you guys been watching the um, hearings? Yeah. At all? Yeah. yeah. Have you? I have. It's It's very strange. Joey, you don't. You don't buy it. It's very oh, strange. That's good. that's good. I mean, you're talking about the hearings about which part? Which ones? The well, hearings I mean, of the, the, of the, the whistleblower. They're asking him out. Yeah. So, so the, you aliens. said that there was an yeah. alien spacecraft, but did you physically see any biologicals on it? Yes, I did. There was biologicals on the ship. Yeah, non-human biological. Yeah, non-human dude, biological. And they're like, uh, uh, okay. That's just so like, I don't know. It's just you got, hard to believe. Yeah. Hard to believe. yeah. You, you want to talk to this? We should get him on the show. I think it's a hoax. I think it's uh If he was on the show... You'd have what question when you ask him? Ooh, I don't know. That's a tough one. I don't know. That's a tough one, dude. I'd have to. I'd have to think about that one for sure. For sure. Have you seen the video though of of the uh, the rate? I I, uh, I saw that brief. of the what? Wait, the one? the pill, the radar. It's it's a little pill shaped uh, UAP on a um, uh, one of our Navy aircraft radar. And oh yeah, I did see that. that. You yes. talking about. Yeah. you're yeah. talking about the one where it's like this thing's flying unnaturally fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then it's like. Hits the brakes. It's gone, dude. Yeah. 
Yeah, dude, it's hard. It, I mean, with advancements in computer technology and CGI, dude, like I, for one, I do believe in aliens. Let me just say that. But it's just, it's really difficult to know what is like trying to distract us and then um, sure. from something else. Yeah. Or um, what is I think the timing's weird, weird kind of. The timing's weird. So it's like. You keep when, on saying that, but I don't think that the timing is weird because it's been, we've been going through this process since spring. You and me, the world, That's God. True. Yeah, right. it's been it's been like slowly uncovering yes. more and more details about it. Yeah, so. but Trump's indicted. Indicted. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I mean, I just. I mean, they could be thinking, "Hey, should we release this uh, stuff about the uh, aliens?" No, 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 no. Trump's not indicted yet. Yeah, man. Let's put. It let's in wait. Look, we need a story uh, that's going to keep the the public captive. While we do this thing over here. Oh, behave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, but I don't know. It's, it's, that's up in the air. I'd have to look. It is up in the air. Yeah. Usually UFOs are up in the air. Yeah, that's, that's true. A, see, that's one hey, thing. Hey, did you see the latest, uh, the latest, hold on. I got to just show you this. What were you going to say, Joey? I was going to say. Yeah, go ahead. I got to pull I this don't, up. What is it? It's not uh, UFOs. It's U- UAPs. Well, no, not that anymore. I believe in... Wait, there's US, something even different? What is it? Submerged, USO? Unidentified submerged objects. Oh, yes. Yes, I yeah, do too. That, yeah. I believe that the things that we're seeing in the sky are it's coming from the, the sea. ocean. Yeah. Submerged yeah. objects. I, I 100% yeah. agree. Interesting. Yep. And it's... Uh, I mean, there's obviously a whole show we could do on that, but it's just, you know, you know, technology that's uh, been here forever because we never search the sea, dude. We can't. Oh, I we mean, can't. there's tons of things we haven't searched yeah. the sea for. I mean, just until the last few years, I remember as a kid, they, you know, what is it, those, those giant squid <laughs> was like a myth. And mm-hmm. I was just watching wild crowds the other day with my kids. And, uh, they're like, Oh, this, this is, is an ar- Argentina. <laughs> You're like, what? I'm Argentina. Like, what? Is that recent? Yeah. Send that to me. Okay. I don't know how. This is on. This you don't is on, know how to share things this, on your this phone. This is on Instagram. Yeah, how do I? How do I send? You just still but, share it. But can you? But can you pull you it copy up? Copy the link and yeah, you send it. You to can me. see it though. Yeah, I can okay. see it. I can still see it without I'm being logged in. I can only see that video. I can't go to anything. Okay, else. so you yes. can see Instagram stuff. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'll send it to you. Oh, There's also, recent UFO footage in Argentina. So there we go. Boom. See, okay, so I'll send it to you. Okay, okay. <laughs> I agree. Hands are up. Yeah, I agree that. This could be some massive psyop from the U.S. government with these hearings, with with these congressional hearings of yeah. the UIPs. I one hundred percent plausible. Because after this, we'll I'm going to show you some things that I just found out about um, them with the atomic bomb and the arms race with oh, Russia. Yeah. But uh, yeah, absolutely. The, but then again, you know, you have places like Argentina, you yeah. have places like Brazil, you have places like Russia. Places like uh, all all these different countries that have, you know, have all this evidence. Canada, uh, yeah, Canada of all that, all the uh, sightings of UFOs and aliens. Yeah, could it be all collectively? You know, uh, I, I I I think I know where you're going. It's hey, like even though it could be a psyop, the stuff is real that we're using to do a psyop. Right. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. They're, yeah. Yeah. It's about time we showed these guys the gray men. Right. Just kind of like that mermaid documentary they did, like merman, merman. merman. You guys ever seen was it really? No, I'm just I'm being silly, right? Oh, now. I thought it was. I thought it was a merman. I didn't know what Wait sires. A how were. do you? How do you know it's a merman though? You can't lift this thing up. It's That's true. It's non-binary. That's true. Really? But they're. 
Wait, one has breasts because they cover them up with things. With a she- with a yeah, shell. Seashell. Don't yeah. and the other one doesn't have. Bre- don't don't what? assume his gender or its gender. You said merman. He said it's mermaid a, from a Zoolander. I forgot that I'm one. Merman. Yeah, I'm a merman. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you saw Zoolander? I don't know what that is. Oh. <laughs> I can lie to you. He Zoolander? was going. He was you going with Zoolander? you on that. Oh, I thought you said Zooland. Zoolander. No, I've, Zoolander. Of course I've seen Okay, so hey, okay, yeah, yeah. We, got, we got a guy that you does a movie You haven't seen reference. Zoolander? Yes. Okay. I just, I haven't watched it as many times as you have probably I, that reference. Yeah. What about Zoolander 2? You guys ever seen that It was that good. It, it wasn't was a good one. Wait, is there a number two? It was good. There's a number two, yeah. man. Is Will Ferrell in it? Uh, mm-hmm. Benedict Cumberpatch is in it briefly. What? Hilarious. That's weird. Yeah. yeah. It's good stuff. How about saying his name? How about Cumberbatch? I always say, I always want to say Patch. Is it Batch or Cumberbatch? It's Batch. I said. I thought it was Catch. Isn't it? <laughs> I said Cumberpatch. I say Cumbercatch. Oh, Cumbercatch. Lord. We're way off. Oh, what are we oh, doing? No. What are we doing here? <laughs> Reel it back. Okay. Uh, today's episode is missing four one one. Right. And before I get started, Jason has something that reminded him yes. of this topic yeah so go ahead and then we'll springboard off of you so i was going to the abyss of um youtube the other day and i came across um this one video and the gentleman was talking about the missing the missing people and if you look at a map of the the most missing people in an area right of the united states and you get an overlay map overlay map of uh the cave systems in the united states they correspond. So the theory is caves. that yeah, that these people are getting abducted through the caves, submerged, S- submerged. Literally you don't have people. to be in the oceans; they're in the caves. Yeah, which the caves can, if you go deep enough, um, connect yes. to yeah, connect to the ocean. Yeah, dude. I don't. I don't I, yeah, I don't think we know how much we don't. Like, uh, I mean, just in the line of work that I do, I mean. Right under Independence, Missouri is like the biggest aquifer in like the United States of America underneath Independence. What does that mean? It's a huge like body of water that we get all of our fresh water from. <clears throat> really? Uh-huh. Yep. It's all, and it, it runs all the way up from like Independence to like North Kansas City. Like it's huge. It feeds the entire metro area. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen that large cave that's in Missouri? Yeah. I mean, it's. Uh, Where the, it's like you drive into it, trucks, it's huge. Yeah. yeah you're talking about Independence. Yeah. yeah. Same thing, dude. Wow. You've seen it? There's massive It's lakes. crazy. I have a buddy who owns a, uh, a cave system. I don't, know, I don't know how he did it. What? But yeah, he owns a cave system, and uh, he's not really buddies anymore. He was a, one of my uh, previous people that went to our church, and we went and hung out in his, in his cave for like a party. <laughs> it wasn't like a like a drunk party, but it was like a... Some kind of ritual? Yeah, <laughs> we did some... We did a blood Hey, wait, I want to go to this cave. <laughs> Dude, it was cool. We were walking. There was like... They said there was, an, he was, there was entire lakes down there. That's awesome. Oh yeah, we like, yeah we did Hollow Earth. Yeah. Oh, dude. So, yeah, yeah we, I believe it. Yeah, for real. Hey, go over get this cable. Uh, that show movie, you that movie you suggested, you and Mike suggested to watch, um, that cave movie. <clears throat> really, which one? Descent. Descent. Oh, really? Oh yeah, <laughs> it's a good one. Garbage. <laughs> you didn't like? it? No, man. What about Descent Two? Yeah, I I would have <laughs> never. Even better. She goes Were back. You guys, was that a prank? She goes back. Were you serious? Like, no, no. What we were talking, what I was talking about, was the amount of small spaces that are crawling in freaks me out. Yeah. Okay. And they do a good job of showing how small okay. those, those things are when you spelunk. That's, that's all I got. We went when to, you spelunk. Uh, 
We went to well, a, of uh, course the white the white freaking ghouls that come out of the the oh uh, yeah I see what you're saying yeah I see what you're saying, yeah, you know, what you're saying. that was lame but but, we, I, but I was I was letting you know it freaked me out the small spaces oh, you got to okay. crawl through when you gotcha. spelunk gotcha. I was like I can't do it yeah there's a uh, there's this cave we went to in uh, Branson that um, it's just like you walk in I, I can't remember the name of the cave it was like Talking Rocks Cave or something like that it makes sense and uh, they have this little box that's a man made box that's supposed to simulate uh, like cave crawling crawling and there's like three levels of there's like easy hard I went into the easy one and I'm not like a claustrophobic guy but there was a section where you had to literally like squeeze through with your shoulders and then drop down a layer and then flop back on top of yourself. And I literally started sc- screaming like a little girl. Oh, my thing. gosh. My wife had to get me out. <laughs> Jeez. Was, it, yeah, like, it's I'm freaky. Stuck. I'm going to die. They're going to have to cut this box open. Oh, gosh, that's funny. You yeah, know what it's happens? a horrible feeling. The Dude. best way to go through those is get lathered up with some Vaseline, baby. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just slip on through there, dude. <laughs> just like a baby. Yeah, right. I guess I Just head work. first. <laughs> What's well, up, uh, 401, missing 411. Uh, David Pilates is a former police officer who is now an investigator, and he's a writer. He's known primarily for his self-published book dedicated to proving the reality of Bigfoot and establishing the missing 411 conspiracy theory. Now, following his work on Bigfoot, David's next project was Missing 411. It's a series of self-published books, two documentary films, actually three now. Uh, I guess at the time of the writing, they only had two out. He was documenting unsolved cases of people who have gone missing in national parks and elsewhere. According to David, his work on the subject began when he was doing research in a national park and an off-duty park ranger found him and expressed concerns about the questionable nature of some of the missing person cases which occurred in the parks. The ranger knew David's background and asked him to research the issue and then he obliged assert asserts that he uncovered multiple lines of evidence suggesting negligence on the part of the park service and failing to locate people and Bob's your uncle. And then he started all this stuff. He broadened his investigation to include missing persons from across the world, which uh, led to his belief that he's uncovered a mysterious series of worldwide disappearances, which he said defied logic and conventional explanations. Now, missing 411, as I mentioned in the, in the intro, is... People who disappear from forests, plains, deserts, regions with few residences. And usually there's no witnesses, there's no clues, and there's a strange lack of evidence. Okay, so we're going to talk about some of these cases Mm -hmm. that David has uncovered. And I will put in the show notes all of my research and also link you to the documentaries. Uh, Most of my research was done on the documentaries. He has three documentaries. One is Missing 411, which he talks about. Um, people missing or going or disappearing mysterious ways in national parks seems to be a, a, a theme. The next one he came out with was missing 411, the hunted, which he talked about people that are hunters. These are grown men that know how to do outdoors. Yeah. Hunters. Okay. Mm-hmm. The third one he came out with was missing 411, a UFO connection. Ooh. I so. Like that. He made the tie. There we go. Those are the documentaries. And the thing I want to tell you guys real quick is he came up with profile points of all his research that he's been doing. The profile points he came up with was uh, number one. And when people would go missing, he would look at these profile points to see if this is the type of mysterious 
thing that's going to happen when he starts trying to find this person. So number one, there's a lack of a scent trail. So somebody goes missing, canines are brought to the scene, they can't pick up a scent trail. And trackers, when they usually buy, get trackers on the scene, they can't find any tracks. Just gone, just vanished kind of vanished, thing. Yeah. No scent trail, that's very odd. They got sucked up. Yeah, right. Just, what happened? Where's the scent? Not here. Are they saying no tracks at all? Like not even animal tracks or just no human yeah. tracks? Well, like for instance, if they found his pistol, if they found a campsite and the pistol was like up the mountain, yeah, I saw they that. have a point where they can go, okay, he was here and he's here. Because we follow the tracks. They, there's no tracks. Where's the tracks from? How did that pistol get up there? Right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, the vortex. Yeah. Number two profile point is weather-related issues. Right before or after the person goes miss, missing, there's a, like a weird weather issue. Typically in the in the northwest, the national parks, snow, mm-hmm. which will cover up tracks or make it difficult for people to go out and search. So the the weird weather-related stuff. Mm. Okay. Number three, usually. The victim is found later. Sometimes they're found, sometimes they're not. But if they are found, they're found in an area that was previously searched numerous times. Hmm. So they'll find somebody, wait a minute, we hit that area at least five times and we should have saw that body. Right. And all of a sudden they're there. I also read that they sometimes would find them with like their, their, like their clothes inside out. Yes, that's just, one of the stories. Yeah, it's just like, what in the world? And the fourth profile point is usually they go missing near water, boulders, swamps, and bogs. So those are the profile points usually associated with this mysterious vanishing act of people. Swamp thing. Oh, yeah. Could be. He's got a weird, his, his neck's weird, smart vine. So <clears throat> let's talk, let's go back, back 1958. So this is nothing new. Wow. 1958. This was probably, I was 20 years old around 1958. Um, so, so this is uh, wow. fresh in my mind. I was alive. Bob, Bobby Bizup, he's oh, 10 man. years old, disappeared on August 15, 1958 mm-hmm. at Rocky Mountain National Park, Colorado. Okay. okay. Right, right. It was at Camp St. Malo. It was one of the most visited places in, in the valley. It's a Catholic camp yep. for boys. Okay. Day, no, Jason, I know say no more. Yeah, we're at the uh, bottom of that. The yeah. priest. <laughs> we know what happened to those kids. Jeez. Man. Case closed. That was easy. Yeah. Oh, I, <laughs> that's a good point because I, as, as I read this story. Yeah. Okay. You're, so you're going to, I already know where you're going to yeah. go with this, with this witness. Bobby was partially deaf and he All wore right. a hearing aid and he loved to fish. He was fishing down at the creek about 6 p.m. A counselor walked up and told him it was time for dinner. Bobby started following the counselor. At some point, the counselor turned around, and Bobby was gone. Counselor? Yes, it was a counselor. A, a Catholic counselor? Yes. At a boy's, at okay. a boy's camp? Okay. In 1958? Yeah. Yeah, that's prime time right there. <clears throat> that's, that's camp, time. Yeah, that's prime time. Now, Camp, camp St. Mallow is right on the right. border of the Rocky Mountain National uh-huh. Park. Within four days, there were like 400 searches from the National Park Service, local sheriffs, volunteers, and SARS experts. Officials were confused how he could get lost because it was a downhill trek, very defined trail f- back to the retreat from where he was fishing. Right, right. On August 25th, the formal search was terminated. 
Now, three of the counselors that were looking for Bobby at the time came back a year later, walked up the mountainside, and this was called Mount Meeker, right in front, right through the boulder field, about 2,000 feet up from the retreat. They found a hearing aid, some pieces of clothing, and then they found Bobby's remains. That's mm. eh, a little sketchy. Yeah. My thing is, every one of, well, I'm going to read more. Okay. This one here, as soon as I read it, I thought, well, an animal got him. Okay. Let's, that's let's, what it sounds like. Sure. Let's, that's what it sounds like to me. Let, let's see. Let's, but, let's see. But you have to think, they they searched for 400 days. Where was this kid? Was he in a was he in a den? You mean wolf den? Searches. Well, that's days. what I meant. Four days. They did 400 searches. With four yeah. days. I mean, four days. It's yeah. a lot of searching. There was, yeah. Couldn't find him. Okay. So they let's just move. Give up at the fifth day. Ah. Yeah, they're fifth day. It's too and much. then a year yeah. later, they find his remains. Anyway, no. What happened was okay. Go ahead. What here's happened the, here's, was yeah, see, this is why I want you on the show. These Catholic the priests were funneling this little boy. Bingo. They didn't want to get caught, or they got caught. Somebody said something, saw something. The kid was like not having it. He was going to rat them out, and then they killed the kid. Why would they, they go kill the kid? And then they come up with a story about, yeah. hey, I told him to come down for dinner and Absolutely. I never saw him again. Absolutely. Well, he is already dead. Who's That's it? what I'm saying. When they told that story about uh-huh. the fishing thing, he was already dead. Yeah. Well, we killed him. Now let's make right. up a he story. Yeah. That yeah he was well, dead. why would they dump the remains out to find him a year later? I mean, because that's covered up. So it's an animal to cover. It, it wasn't us. But why would they go back and find it? Like, why would they go back? Oh, I just, you know, I'm having a real you bad think the counselors about, was, yeah. You think those counselors were in on later? it? Yeah, I'm having a, big, a hard time with this years later. Like, I need to go look for him. <laughs> no, that's what happened. The Catholic Church. Wow. I love I'm Catholic. sure. I'm sure. I never got this. I'm glad Jason's here because I never got oh, this in I'm my sure. brain. It's a good old-fashioned Catholic cover. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, I'm not Off making topic, a lot of this. Kansas City is one of the <laughs> biggest Catholic um, parishes to have um, sexual allegations towards him. Are you serious? Yep. There's a documentary that. on it. I did so not Anyway, know keep on going. All right, let's go to... Uh, that explains th- this, a lot. This one here, this one here you may have heard of. This was in 2015. This was a national case. Dior Kuntz Jr., two years old. Mm-hmm. Okay, toddler. Disappeared July 10th, 2015 at Salmon Chalice National Forest. This was near Idaho Falls, Idaho. Okay, so here's how it goes. The, the family was camping just outside of Lador. That's a that's a town that's like got less than 100 people. That's population, awesome. very small. Timber. It's at Timber Creek Campgrounds. Very remote. It's got a rough road, about seven miles to get to the campgrounds. Very rocky. Uh, everybody at the campsite was considered persons of interest just because they were there. Because okay. we have nothing else to go right. on. So here's who we have. We got Dior Sr. He was the dad. Yeah. Jessica was the mom. Mama. We've got Bob, Papa. which was Jessica's grandpa. Okay. And then we got Isaac, which oh. was grandpa's friend. Wait, so we had mom's grandpa? Yeah. That, ma- that means it was great, great to, to Dior Jr. Yeah, great. Yeah, that's what I meant. And grandpa's friend. Yeah, Isaac. As soon as I saw that, I was like, mm. where's grandma? Where's <laughs> grandma? We need more. Well, she's probably dead. Isaac's grand- grandpa's friend? Just that's... a grandpa friend. See, he's already. <laughs> See, I haven't old, even told the story, Jason. Those like, old dudes those hiding guys, up in that elevation? Absolutely not. Some, some absolutely not. That does not work. They can't even walk down the street. Ah. Keep on going. Oh, Rogue. I'm glad you said because he was on oxygen. 
Are you? You're lying. Bob was on oxygen. Uh, I'm not lying. Uh, I saw the pictures. He had the tank beside him and the hose. There's no way he's going up to okay. the 11,000 elevation with a They tank. drove to the campground Thursday night, mm-hmm. July 9th. It was dark by the time they got there. Sure. So they went straight to bed. All right. So, and when they got up the next morning, of course, Grandpa has his own camper. So he's going to sleep in the camper. Everybody else got their tents, whatever. So they got up Friday morning, drove back to town to buy some stuff at the local store because Jessica needed some feminine products. Okay. And and they were getting some other stuff. So um, they head back to camp. So that was, that was Dior senior and Jessica and Dior junior went back to town. Then they came back. So this is the morning of July 10th. Isaac and grandpa had caught some fish. So when they got back to the campsite, they, Oh, look at these fish. We caught down on the Creek. I mean, it's just a few yards down from the campsite. So Dior says, I don't believe you show me where you caught those kind of thing. Where did you, what? It was kind of like, I can't believe that. Show me where you got those. This was the two year old or the dad. The dad, Dior okay. Sr. Okay. Of course. I mean, I don't think he'd be like, oh, show me that. Yeah, show me the fish. Well, I don't believe it. <laughs> so um, he's, so Isaac leads mom and dad and Dior Jr. They're walking down to the creek where they caught the fish maybe 100 feet away. Sure. Bob, grandpa's back at the campsite. They ask Dior Jr., hey, do you want to come with us? He says, sure. But at, at a certain point, he turns around and goes back to camp. He, he's, he's not, I'm not, I don't want to go. Okay. I'm going back. So I'm going back to hang out with grandpa. Sure. Back at the campsite. Mom turns around, makes sure. Okay, is he following us? Okay, no, okay. So he's back at, okay, good. He's back at grandpa. So she lost visual sight of him, knowing that she's, he's back with grandpa. We go down to the creek. And uh, so they assume grandpa's watching Dior. Jessica looks over her shoulder, makes sure he's not following. So they're down at the creek for like 10 to 15 minutes, sure. looking at the creek. Having a good time. Yeah, and they found this little shallow thing where there was minnows in it, and they were like, oh, Dior would love to see this because he's all about, he's outdoorsy, fishy type guy, little kids who wouldn't like, oh, let's go get Dior. He'd love to see these minnows. Well, they returned to camp and asked Grandpa, where's Dior? Because they walk up in the camp and he's not there. Mm. Bob said, well, he's right there. He's right, where well, nope, not there, what? Bob. He's gone. Well, he was right here. He was right there. I swear. Now there's a PI that they <clears throat> that I'll I'll reference in the story right. that they hired. The PI said in this documentary that he believes that he took his eyes off Dior. He says he didn't go into the camper, but the PI said I think he went in the camper and just let the kid outside. Sure, that's the PI. It's plausible, old man. So this was a national story. And they spend at least 10,000 man hours looking for this little kid. Mm-hmm. Huge story nationwide. They search creeks, wolf dens, bear dens, caves. Three days after Dior went missing, mom and dad left the campground and headed home to Idaho Falls. Sure. Now, Jessica has two kids with her ex-husband. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I thought that was important, but I, I, wrote, the, I wrote in the notes. Okay. So she has a ex-husband sure. with this new Dior guy and had a new baby. Right. Yeah. Dior Jr. Three total. Yeah. After the first months after Dior disappeared, his parents made one, count it, one mm-hmm. media appearance. The PI that they hired withdrew his services from the investigation because of the circumstances. 
he said was beyond his control, including but not limited to a breach of trust on your part concerning your refusal to allow me to make this a national case. And he was also perplexed as to why they did not want him to advertise a $20,000 reward and his professional opinion. Both of them lied and misrepresented the true facts that could solve the mystery of the missing son. Now, to, to, to this day... They have never found Dior's remains. So, so what are the theories? Theories that he was. Um, there are tons of, some kind of, of theories that the parents are behind this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, tons, yeah. and they get they get tons of hate, and that's why they said they didn't make any media appearances because of all the hate. They were they everything everything everybody was saying was negative, and it was them, and they didn't want to, to make any appearance. I thought that. The opposite. Maybe you should get in front of the media. I don't care who hates me. I need to find my son. Yeah. Case closed. Yeah. So you don't like me? I need to find my son. I did. I did see when I was watching this documentary, when it showed them trying to interview Isaac, grandpa's friend, that dude was very strange. Yeah. Why is Isaac there? His front teeth were missing. Oh, dude. That's he, a telltale sign. I'm just, and he talked really weird. Yeah. Had this weird haircut. Was it the bowl cut? Because if it is. It was a little bit bold. Did, man. And I, I'm, I'm just on? saying. I'm just, no. He did but overalls his his t-shirt was dirty, though. Straw. Dingy. Was it yes, dingy? Yes. Piece of straw in his mouth. Maybe in the back. Oh, my oh. God. I, I'm just saying. He looked. I, I mean, when I saw him, I was like. That's what, why would I, I that's terrible. Wow. I don't know. I just had weird vibes when it I saw It doesn't make Isaac. much sense because as a parent, I would probably never move back to my house to find my kids. I'd be living out there in the woods. Yeah, absolutely. He, they 100%. yeah, they they said they went they've been out there so many times and they still haven't found them. They did. They lied. They haven't. They left 3 days later. Yeah, that doesn't I, I'll come back. Why? No, I'm not coming. I, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to go home and sleep. Be no way. I just, I, I, I just visualize this whole, the whole thing. I'm walking down to the creek, and for me personally, I would have, I'd have to physically, I wouldn't let the kid go back to camp. Yeah, I don't let kids. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't let the kid. You, you're coming down to the creek with me. I'm not. You're not. I'm not taking my eyes off you. And it's just. What was the trek from the creek to the camp? It was about a hundred yards. Well, yeah. no, they said it was about 100 feet. 100 like feet. Did I say yards? 100 feet. No, 100, feet. 100 feet. So he yeah, was it wasn't like, far. That's not he bad. was an eye distance. Yeah. But I'll tell you this story, dude. Like, uh, I, we were, we were, this is how fast kids can die, mm-hmm. right? Wow. We were at the pool, and uh, I literally looked to the right while my son was in the water, and then looked back, and he was coughing up water like he almost drowned. Oh, my gosh. Within what? Like, within nanoseconds, dude. Nanoseconds. Like you, you can't take your eyes off of a kid, no, especially can't. a two-year-old. You have to watch them every single second. So that, that is kind of weird, but I understand that trusting the grandpa. But I don't know; it's kind of a weird. Yeah, that is weird. Um, and also, Isaac, the grandpa's friend. Yeah, that's the weird one here, dude. Yeah, like, I don't yeah. Know. I don't know about. And then that. when you, uh, you at got- that age, you don't have friends. No. <laughs> Especially if you're on oxygen. Yeah, dude. Come on. You're you're just waiting. Uh, <laughs> you're just waiting to die. <laughs> yeah, that is a weird one. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about another three-year-old that disappeared in 1999. But first, a quick break 
and a word from our sponsor from Spotify. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Let's Get to the Bottom of That. Um, we're continuing with our uh, missing 411 story. David Pilates, Pilates, that's where I'm getting a lot of uh, the info that we're talking about. He claims that it seems that a lot of these abnormal number of missing people have some type of physical impairment or a genetic deficiency of all his research. He, he saw really? that, Yeah, he saw that there was a lot of strange stuff like that. Like the dude had the hearing aid. Um, I don't, I'm not sure Dior. If he had some kind of genetic... Oh, he had some type of breathing issue. Mm. Mm. Um, Mouth breather. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, dude. So, let's continue. Uh, we have Jared Atadero. He's three years old. Okay. He disappeared October 2nd, 1999 at Comanche Peak Wilderness. Now, this is... This is this one upsets me as well. It's troubling. Yeah. The family, Alan, Jocelyn, and Jared. Okay. Okay, that's the family. They worked at a 10-acre resort... In the Podre, Padre, Podre, Podre Canyon. I don't know how to say these Western names. Uh, in the fall of 1999, there was a Christian singles group staying at the, the lodge, and they were helping Alan prepare at the resort, you preparing for winter. And they for, for doing this work, they were doing that in exchange for lodging. Sure. And we're gonna we're gonna help you out, and you're gonna give it you're allowed to stay here for free. Um the group decided they want to go to the trout farm. It's about a mile from the resort. Mm-hmm. And Alan decided to let Jocelyn and Jared go with them, brother and sister, sibling. So the group drove about 15 miles further up the road past the trout farm. So that number one's a red flag right there. Sure. Why? You told me you're going to the trout farm. Why did you go 15 miles up the road to the Big South Trailhead? And they started walking up a trail. Number mm-hmm. one, you didn't tell me you're going to a trail. Sure. You said you're going to the trail park. So. I'm already done with you. Right. Whatever. So, red flag right there. So, they started going up this trail. One of the adults that was with Jocelyn and Jared, so she was kind of taking them kind of, oh, I got the kids with me. I'm, I'm the adult. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to take care of the kids. Jared seemed to kind of go out ahead. Now, he's three years old, so he's a little toddler. He's running around having fun, whatever. He goes out ahead of everyone else. And about 20 minutes went by where she just kind of lost track that Jared wasn't with them anymore. Nice. I guess they're sitting around and, you know, yucking it up, doing whatever on the trail. And about 20, you know how you're just in the moment. And then all of a sudden, Oh, I'm, I mean, you're not, you're not the parent, but you did have some type of, you felt responsible because you took them there. But I guess that's the disconnect because I'm not the parent, so I'm not fully invested with this child. So about 20 minutes, oh, where's that kid I was watching? He's gone. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, well, let's go go catch up with him. He's obviously up the trail. He went up the trail. So they started to try to catch up with him, but they never did. It was reported there was a fisherman. There were some fishermen that Jared spoke to and asked, 
Jared asked the fisherman, are there any bears around here? And the fisherman stated he was alone. That was the last time Jared was seen. That is by the fisherman. That is bizarre. Okay. I'm like red flag. Number two, the fisherman. Why didn't you grab this kid? I mean, that's you're alone in the woods on a trail. Grab the kid and go find the parents. Come get in my boat. Little right. You know, a three-year-old boy. Yes. We know what happened. Go ahead. All most, well, the first one and the second one, those are child, you know, abductions. 100%. The, yeah, 100%. They a pedophile right there. The fisherman? A, yes. Mm, interesting. Yeah, I wonder when the official story from the fisherman came out. Come on, man. Well, three, a three-year-old, you see a three-year-old wandering on a trail. You just be like, all right, kid, watch out for those bears. You're coming with me. Right. But hey, 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 bud. Um, why didn't they? So, yeah. Why didn't they like investigate the fisherman? Hey, bud, where's oh. your parents? If you can't talk because he's three. So you pick I'm up. I'm picking him up and I'm heading back oh, down the trail from where you, you came from. Thank you. Yeah, dude. I'm yelling for parents. That's I'm calling fishermen on this. And one. then you and if you why go, are the fishermen? If there's no one's there, there, you go to the local police station. And say, hey, I found this I found kid. a kid. Yes. I found you're this doing kid. everything right right now. Jason, I don't know. You just don't go like, ah, he's not mine. Well, yeah. I, I yeah, got there's, trout there's I no bears. Have fun with the trail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I got a big trout on the line. Yeah, I know, right. That's not how that works. Hey, did you see that kid back there? It's weird. Yeah. It's a three um, So, 65 SARS search, um, search and rescue. That's what that stands for when I say SARS for the listeners. They were deployed to find Jared. I put Jardy. I misspelled his name, a Jardy. That's funny. So they worked a solid eight days for 24 hours searching for this kid. And now for three and a half years went by after 1999. No evidence was found. See, that was a search party there. Yeah, that's a search party. Yeah, that's 24 hours. Yeah, that's a search party. Now, here's where it gets freaky. Rob Osborne and Gareth Watts. I wonder if these are the fishermen. I don't know what it doesn't say, but. They hiked up Big South Trail on June 4th, 2003, where they ended up at a rock field. Now, have you ever seen a rock field in the mountains? It look like big boulders. Mm-hmm. Usually, It's usually rough to try to walk on them. Sure. You're going to twist a foot. You're going down on a knee. It's tough. Yeah. So they ended up at this rock field. It's about 2,000 feet up to the top of it. Okay, as they were going up, they saw a shoe sitting beside one of the rocks, one of the boulders. And it was in pristine condition. Like a kid had just pulled it off his foot and just a sat pristine it there. Pristine yeah. condition. They said it was pristine. Pristine condition. And that was four years later. Yeah. They found his clothes. Not happening. 500 feet, 550 feet upward from the last scene point from the oh, fisherman. This makes me sick. We know what happened. Yeah, dude. Come on. Yeah, we know what happened. You already know. That's yeah. Now, when I heard this, I thought animal again. No. No, that's nab and grab and then come back to the scene of the crime and drop some clothes off. Yeah. This makes me think of that movie that came out with, um, what uh, what is it called? The um, Sound of Freedom? Did you watch it? Yeah. I can't watch it. I watched it. It was upsetting. I will go nuts. And I thought it was timely because we talked about that when we did the uh, the Pizzagate. I can't watch that stuff. It, it, It triggers me to no end. Yeah. I've come out the movie theater, not sad, but also wanting to murder people. Yeah, it's like watching. Yeah, Roadhouse. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, watching what? Roadhouse. Roadhouse. I just want to fight. Dude. You've seen Roadhouse? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Have you seen that movie? 
I've seen Roadhouse, man. See, he says he has seen movies. Wait, wait, Roadhouse is Roadhouse. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Roadhouse. Don't tell me. Roadhouse. Um, the dude from Dirty Dancing. Yes, Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze. Yes. Okay. Where he does this awesome karate move and and takes somebody's larynx out of their throat. I think I've seen it once a long time ago. It's a good movie, dude. Yeah, don't don't mess up my small town. My uh, you can't do that in a small town. (laughs) My dad said. him and my mother went to go see that at a, a drive-in movie theater, and there was like a forty-person brawl for that movie. <laughs> like, there's just like, let's just get at it, a knockout. Drag you know what I'm saying? Line, dude. Yeah, it's hilarious. Um, well, since Rob and Gareth found the clothes, they stated there was no way Jared could have walked up that point to himself because they could barely do it themselves. No, they said there's no way a three-year-old could could have went up there. Along with Jared's shoes, they found it now. Granted, I saw Dad. I'm just I'm just doing some cliff notes here. When I watch the documentary, Dad is talking. Dad's been up here searching for years for his her, for his little boy. So he's he's distraught. Along with Jared's shoes, jacket, and pants, authorities found his skull cap. Oh, one tooth sitting on top of a log. And it's worth noting that the pants were inside out. Skull cap. Yeah, the top of his skull. Yeah, like they... It, it was, yeah, it was a skeleton at the top of his skull. What the heck, dude? And a tooth, and it was sitting on top of a log. There were no animal fibers, and there was no animal DNA on any of the remains. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, <laughs> look, let's, th- let's think about de- decomposing here. I don't need to. This is three years, right? Yeah. yeah. Is, that, is that the amount of time that... A, a, a skull would sure sure take place if it was just thrown out here sure, after? but it, the shoe wouldn't be in pristine condition that's weird yeah in, that's true in the weather yeah and no. the sun the sun and no. it definitely wouldn't be by the skull and why are they would have washed down the yeah tail. and why yeah why was it all together and why were the pants inside out it's just mysterious I, it, the, are you calling of, fishermen I'm calling fishermen. I'm calling fishermen. Anybody that's it doesn't necessarily. How about mean, some of those pe- the Christian people on that retreat that took them there? Could be them too. Yeah. How come I, I, as mysterious as this was? How come those people? I I didn't get a sense of anybody getting interrogated. Yeah. Well, we've got to go find the kid. Oh, we didn't find him. Okay, let's go home. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. That's a little sketchy, man. But you know, know, nowadays they have okay. I don't know how people go missing in national parks, forests, et cetera. Now, with the technology we have, the drone capability, the swarming drone capability, oh, the, the infrared. Yes. I mean, the, the incredible night vision we have. I don't know how that happens. The, yeah. The, um, it's just, it's, 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 uh, it behooves me to believe that people just go missing in these national parks with everything we have. We- yeah, that's crazy. I don't know. That just seems like somebody definitely grabbed him, took him away mm-hmm. to an undisclosed location, kept him for a couple long? years. couple years. Really? Yep. Kept, kept him for a couple years. Killed him? Killed him. And then took him back up there. Took him up. And they just threw- stuff. Where's the rest of his body? Or, or better yet, they, they had a skeleton remains from probably somebody they took before. They they left that stuff behind the clothes skeleton make it look like it was faked. 
Well, I think they could. I think they could prove it was probably his. Oh, skull. they did. Oh, they did. Yeah, yeah that was that was Dean. It was his his skull and his okay. tooth. Yeah, and his clothes because dad mm. dad still has his clothes. He showed them on the documentary. Yeah, oh, dude, wow. I, they I, gave I, it to him. Absolutely, dude. Yeah, I mean that's that's just that's what makes the most sense. It not necessarily wasn't. It couldn't. You know, maybe it wasn't the fisherman. It was kind of neglect on his part because he should have been like, "Where's your dad?" Yeah, so many things went wrong but, on this uh, on this one. Yeah, it could have been just a random guy in the woods just nabbed and yeah, three year old walking alone. I mean, think about how easy that would be. You know? A, a three year old walking alone and the fisherman was just ah, bears. <laughs> he could have been drunk. Oh, I know. Been, yeah, you're right. You could have been drunk. Could, I mean, who fishes sober? It's boring. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. All right, let's move on to uh, an eight-year-old, Samuel Bolkake. I don't even say that. Yeah, uh, disappeared true. October 6th, 2006. That's a little more recent. Mm-hmm. This was at Crater Lake National Park, which when they started showing me pictures, they, I want to go to this lake. It was The pictures they showed me was beautiful. Uh, they visited this lake uh, with his dad. They stayed at Diamond Lake Resort. Uh, of course, uh, Samuel was on the spectrum for autism. Spectrum. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Spectrum Mobile. Now, they were they were near an area called Cleetwood Cove Overlook. You ever seen those? Like, if you're going driving on, on mountains, there'll be a little yeah. turnoff, and you can look over this beautiful yeah. mountain. So it was kind of that thing. It was an overlook. Samuel started walking up the hill on the other side of the road, across the road. His father told him to come back down to the road. So it was kind of a upward slope, and there was, there was woods, upward slope. And when he said, come back down, he ran toward the woods. Mm-hmm. Dad starts after him, and he vanished. Okay, That's, that's what dad more- said. Now, they said this search was difficult, like I was saying earlier about the weather. Because on day number two, like two feet of snow dropped on the area, just yeah. covering everything up. Yeah. And they never found him. I mean, he could have fallen in in anything. Anything could happen. Right. That one's... Sinkhole? You name yeah. it, dude. Yeah. You yeah. name it. Yeah, that's um, tough. Yeah, I like what you commented about Les Stroud. He's a survival expert. Yeah. He said, these cases are beyond our understanding. Yeah, I was sold. After that point, I was like, dude, you got the Survivor Man on here? <laughs> That's it. All right, this last this this will be the last one. This is this is a crazy one here. We're going to Vancouver, British Columbia. Okay, we're in the Canadians, eh? This is the case of a missing hunter. So now we're talking about grown folks. I don't know how grown folks go missing. Now this this is somebody who's been in this area like twenty times in a year for over like twenty years. Right. These these Missing persons when you're when you're an adult are more mysterious because that person is not a child. He knows they know what they're doing. They know where to go, how to get there. Especially if you're a hunter. So yeah, these these ones are more mysterious. Yeah, this one. So he and his wife have come up to th- this area that where he went missing like many times. So when he was reported missing, this time it wasn't with his wife. He came alone. So he, he brought his dogs, his camper. So he had one of those trucks that had a camper on it. So he'd pull up and he would sleep in it. And uh, he brought his raft. Uh, actually, it was, um, what do they call that? The Zodiac. Had a Zodiac. So he could do some fishing on the lake. Um, so he disappeared on the shores of Harrison Lake. And to this day, we still don't know what happened to Ray Salmon. That was his name. So Ray was an outdoorsman, grew up in the woods in northern Ontario, very experienced and safe outdoorsman. So he knew what he was doing out in the woods. 
uh, a friend of his uh, said he had a, br- a map of British Columbia in a booklet form. So okay. he took pictures. He was so meticulous. Like, uh, he, he would look at this, and there was not a blank page. He would go through this booklet form of, of a map, and he was like, this guy's been everywhere in this right. area. So um, so what happened? Ray drove to his campsite on a Friday evening. He had a fridge. He had a, he had a, he had a um, air conditioner and a few rifles and a couple of pistols and his Zodiac. And the Zodiac had a motor on it. And he had his two dogs, which his two dogs, he always brought them out in the woods when he went because <clears throat> they would bark when anything came around. Which dog should. Yeah. That's absolutely. how that's how you keep, you know, something going. So he had been to the spot many times. Now John Miles, that was a friend of his, said that Ray, he didn't like he didn't just sit around the campsite. He would be when he would set up, we'd get there, set up camp, he would be go walking. He'd go through the woods and just and just walk. He was very he liked nature. So he told his friend John Miles. So John knew he was going there on a Friday night. He said, he told him he would pick him up in the Zodiac. Apparently, he lived close to the water, his friend John. I'm going to pick you up Monday morning, and we're going to go look for some old gold mines. Apparently, this place is covered with old gold mines that you can go into. And he said, we're going to go. We're going to go do this. So Sunday afternoon, John Miles was doing some repair work at his house on a trailer. And he heard three gunshots. From a rifle. Pow, pow, pow. Which is the universal code for SOS. If you hear that, somebody is is Uh, doing an SOS. Okay? Now, his wife is at this time downstairs at her house alone watching mm -hmm. TV. And all of a sudden, she gets a knock at her door. FBI, open up. No, (laughs) it was was a Vancouver police officer. And they said, is Ray Salmon home? How many minutes later? Oh, this was this was in the evening. Oh, okay. So it's Friday. He it's still dark. He gets to the camp. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, no, I'm sorry. It's Sunday afternoon. I'm sorry. Okay. So we're all the way to Sunday. Okay. Ray's at the camp. I'm at home watching. I'm doing whatever. Sure. Ray's done this all the time. I'm not. I'm not concerned. Yeah, she's watching. Dave you know what I'm saying? Lives. I'm watching. Yeah. Um, I'm watching Absolutely. Magnum PI. Yeah. So there's a Vancouver City Police at her door asking where Ray is. Is Ray home? She said, no, he's not home. He's out camping. What's this about? And this is where it gets tricky or kind of fishy. The officer said, I really don't have any information. I'm just looking for Ray. What for? What? What are you looking for? What? Yeah. Okay, so this already the vibes are, 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 are nasty. So. Cops involved. Diane phoned the RCMP. That's the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Sure. Department. So this is about 5 a.m. So we're Sunday night, knock on the door, officer. Where's Ray? I don't know. What's this about? She goes till 5 a.m. Then she calls the mounted police department. She couldn't sleep. And they were very brief on the phone, she said, and never gave her any information and never gave her any details. They just said he was missing. Mm -hmm. How do you know he's so number one, my red flag, it never talked about this as a documentary, but how do you know he's missing? What are you talking about? They think was was this reported? They just wouldn't give her information. Mm-mm. Well, maybe they just didn't have it. Why would, but, so but, if well, he's not but going, why, why are you missing? Who right. told you he was missing? That's like if Byron goes to the lake right now, and then in 10 minutes we get a um, an, an officer on our door saying, hey, Byron's missing. Well, who, 
Vincent who told where? you he's missing? And who's missing him? Because we don't miss him. He just left. <laughs> it wasn't his friend that after after he heard the three shots didn't call the police or anything like that? No, he just, it, I guess that was kind of normal for him to hear three shots in the woods. But I would think if that's an SOS and you knew that, well, you should have, you, John should have called said. the cops. I'm sure he probably called the police. And that's why. And then they showed up. And they well, like, we don't they know get stranger. Okay. okay. It gets stranger. Hold but on. Hold on. There's Adam no- Palmer, he's with SAR, which is Search and Rescue. He stated that a call came into his office. Mm-hmm. And it was it was about um, going out for a search for a possible missing person at Ray's campsite. So he gets a call. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing this has to be the Monday morning. Sure. Because she called, she called the, the police at 5. Mm-hmm. So... Adam Palmer gets a call. Hey, there's a search about to go out for missing. There's a missing person. We got to go find him. So Adam Palmer was the first at the campsite. And when he showed up, he saw the truck in the camper and he had a tarp laid out over everything. The camper was in good shape. Um, and then when the, when the Royal Canadian mounted police gets to the site after Adam, they find the truck and the dogs are locked inside the camper. The camper is locked. Mm. Dogs are inside. They asked Ray, they asked his wife if he would ever go out without his dogs. And she said that would have never happened. Right. Ray always took his dogs. He would have never locked a camper with the dogs in there. And that sounds like that tracks. Sure. I mean, of course, this dude's an outdoorsman. Yeah. I don't, it just doesn't seem like I would leave my dogs in there. Right. So Adam Palmer with SAR stated he has never shown up on a search site where there were full. ERT members armed with fully automatic weapons. Whoa. And which is essentially what he said was Royal Canadian Mounted Police SWAT team. Okay. Fully loaded tack gear. He says he's never seen when he's been on a search, police do this. And he said he's been he never in his career he's ever searched alongside this type of search. He's never done that before. It's always been search and rescue. Now, Gail Starr, she is a retired uh, RCMP, Royal Canadian Mounted Police. She's retired. She's been, she was 31 years there. She stated the only reason that a SWAT team would have been sent out on a missing person is for unanswered questions. Are we looking for somebody who got murdered? Are we looking for somebody who got kidnapped? Or maybe they got a tip that nobody knows about. She said that's the only reason okay. a SWAT team would be out in these woods. Now, Adam Palmer from SAR said on the second day, they found Ray's, his belongings. They found it because they had, they had air, mm-hmm. they had boats, ATVs. Yeah, they were combing this area. All of it. Yeah. <clears throat> After two days, they found his clothes. Adam remembered that a corporal from the SWAT team, still in uniform, coming out of the bush, out of the woods, stating that this is unsearchable. We found his clothes. It's not worth going back in there. Of course, nothing to see here. Adam, being worked for SAR for many years, think he was like, why would they all of a sudden call that off that quickly? Right. And he, in his mind, he was like, nothing is never unsearchable. Sure. Because that's what volcano. he does for a living. Right. <clears throat> so here's how they found it. The search uncovered via helicopter some folded items under a log. They found his rifle 400 yards north of his truck on a beach. Mm-hmm. And then over a hill 
like up the mountain, quite a distance away, they found his pistol laying in a meadow, like an open field. So they would give his wife like bits and pieces of these informations, like, oh, we found his backpack. Uh, it was under a tree. And then later they, oh, we found his nine mil, it was in a field somewhere. And then the RCMP told his wife that, oh, we think he drowned. Hmm. So the official report that came out that the official story that was that was given that he was injured, got into the water and was trying to swim back to his campsite. And that's how he drowned. What did they ever find his body? No, because unless it's tethered to the bottom, it's going to float up because of the gases. And and that's what that's what his wife said that. <clears throat> It's hard for her to understand how he got in the water because if he was in the water, he would have taken his Zodiac out. If he took his Zodiac out, he would have fell off in the water. If he was on the Zodiac, he would have had a live vest on. Mm-hmm. This is just stuff she knew about him. Yeah. He wasn't a She fool. would know everything about this dude. She's been married to him a long time. But that tracks with me. He's an outdoorsman. So I don't know where they got this. They got this. Well, let's just injured and follow back. Let's so, just preface with this is Canada. Yeah, that's that's yeah. true. Mounted police. Yeah. yeah. So also here's another here's another profile point. Dogs are brought to all of the spots where items are found. The rifle, the clothes, the pistol. Not a cent could be picked up by the dogs. Okay. Of that guy. That's weird. You would think that you've got points of of interest of where somebody has laid stuff down. And dogs can't pick up a scent? Let's keep going. Let's keep going. What else you got? Okay. Oh, they... So they did not return the backpack to the wife. So in this documentary, the SARS guy said it's obviously that the RCMP was withholding information from the wife. They haven't even given her the backpack. Okay. So files were retrieved from the Freedom of Information Act which turned up blacked out paragraphs. Okay. So from this case, there's the free, you know, about freedom. of sure, Okay. Yeah. So they got some files about this report. When they got it back, there was tons of redacted information. Okay. And then Gail Starr, the, the person I told you retired stated that they had a policy about UFOs when she worked there. And she confirmed that if a UFO investigation came into their office, they had to hand that information over to some department that she wasn't privy to. Okay. It was, she was like, it was top secret. I don't know where they're going, but they are, they are obviously collecting data and tracking this information that comes into this, but I don't know who does it and I don't know where it goes. So that was confirmed. Mm -hmm. Now, when David Pilates interviewed Gail Starr, he remembered a document that he saw years ago. In March of 1960, the RCMP had a document that would have been classified as restricted that had to do with the Athabascan Indians. And it was this huge document, and it documented all the stuff about these people seeing a UFO in the general area where Ray had disappeared. And that document, in essence, says that something, they saw something that we would consider today like a cylindrical UFO. Right. They were describing that back in 1960. In this document. Now, his wife recounts that um, Ray and her would sit sometimes when they would go camping. Sometimes they would go at uh, Fire Lakes, what they called it. 
And both of them would like see lights over across the lake and they would like be doing very quick 90 degree turns and they would watch it. And it was like, she was like intrigued. It would be on for like 10 minutes. And she was like, Ray, do you think that's some logging trucks or cars? He's like, no, there's no, there's no logging trucks or, or there's no roads up there that could do that. And um, several people have reported from this site, from this area that there's like very, very strange events, events with, with huge bright lights. When people go camping, they have seen these kind of things. They've never found Ray. And I think the RNCP, RCMP, know something about it. Why would you come out in tactical gear? And why were the clothes folded? Hmm. Yeah. I, I think. Anyway. I mean, if that's the any, missing story of. That one's of, a weird one. There's UFO activity, right? And um, there's a missing person. My guess, my theory, when it's, and there's nothing else there. No other people, just the, him in the wilderness and some alien activity. Yeah, those aliens sucked him up in their little UFO. Sucked him up, dude. Sucked him up, man. Probing him right now. Yeah, as we speak. As we speak. What is it, 2006? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's a long time. But yeah. hey. Well, you heard about the, that one, the Fire in the Sky movie. I forgot his name. It was National News, the logger. They yeah. got sucked up and then threw out four days later. Are you making this up? No. Mm-hmm. It's, never, it's called Fire in the Sky. It was a, They made a movie about it. I forgot his name. Oh. John uh, Tron, uh, Travolta. Was another no, one. it was close. John. Uh, but they were loggers uh, out in the woods. You never saw this movie? Never seen it. Oh, this thing was National News. I forgot his. Oh, you got to watch it. It's called Fire in the Sky. I don't know. They actually made a movie about it. They came back. They they were like scared out of their butts, man. They were loggers. And they got in the this huge light they saw. Oh, his name was Travis. That's right, Travis. Travis got out of the truck. Red flag number one. Why am I going to this light that's beaming down in the middle of this, the forest? Yeah. He gets out of the truck, and this is all eyewitnesses from the other dudes. He goes to it. He gets in the middle of it, and it starts. He starts levitating toward this craft. Dudes freak out. We left Travis. Yeah. He's gone. They guys. left. He's gone. I mean, we ain't getting him back. That man. was his decision. They left Travis, dude. <laughs> that was his decision to do something um, stupid. So they get back to town and tell the story. And the sheriff and everybody's like trying to debunk them. Like, do you guys are crazy? Y'all you did guys something. are on drugs. You guys, y'all did something trip, to Travis, yeah. didn't you? When was so that? They, what, did we, what year was that? Oh, this was, uh, I'll say this 70s, is, late oh, okay. 70s. So they wouldn't have had cell phones. Never mind. No, but they had no. a bunch of acid, though. That's true. And the, and the sheriff was like, you know, I think they killed Travis. Travis shows up four days later on the other side of town, butt naked. I believe it. And he's like, he's just, he's mortified. He can't speak. He's, he's just, he looks like he's canatonic. They get him. They, they, they get, you know, they do the whole thing with the, the, um, they check him out medically. Physical. Yeah. 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 And he won't tell anybody where he's been. He won't say anything. He's just freaked out. Right. See, that doesn't surprise me. I, uh, short story. Well, wait, 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 before you get the Okay. So how the movie goes, now I don't know if this is true, but if you watch the movie, he, he starts freaking, everything is triggering him now. Loud mm-hmm. noises, things that are bumping him. So he gets freaked out at this party because they're having, I think they're having a get together because we're rejoicing that he came back because he was missing. And he gets under this table and he's just like, 
shaking and this bottle of syrup turns over on the table and it drips down. And when it hits his face, it regresses his memory because it hits his face and he's like, ah, (laughs) and it regresses his memory. And then all of a sudden it shows in the movie, his memory of being probed on this spacecraft and that, and that syrup triggered it, you know, anyway, that's not funny, but, but I'm just saying, (laughs) I don't know, man, that's uh he was in this pod. He, and a grown man got syrup on him, and he's... T- well, I'm just saying, it, it's ah, the trigger. Sure, I get it. I mean, that's fine. That's the trigger that lets you know, oh, I'm going in his his mind to see what happened to him on those four days. Okay, remember the movie Signs? I'll let, uh, here in a minute. Yeah, yeah. Remember yeah. the movie Signs with yeah. Mel Gibson, right? Um, I wish we had aliens that would try to, like, square up with somebody. I would fight an alien to death. Yeah. Yeah. With what about water? the what if they had the claws though? Like what? that one. Go for the eyes. Dude, get them a machete. Always the eyes, man. Yeah, they don't have thumbs. Yeah, they don't. They they don't those do. big old eyes. Dude. Yeah. They pee Put your fist in it. <laughs> <laughs> like diarrhea. <laughs> like scary movie four or whatever. Whichever one that was. All right, go with your story. Uh, yeah, short story. Okay, short story. So I worked with the guy. He was an older guy. Uh he anyway. He was, a, he was an old 70s hippie. Super, super awesome dude. And he would tell me, I don't remember, we'd talk about weird stuff. That's how we bonded. we talk about ancient aliens, ancient civilizations. Yeah. But he would tell me that one of his favorite things to do back in the 70s was they would go uh, star surfing. I'm like, wow, what's that? Star surfing? Yeah, I'm like, what's okay. that, dude? He's like, it's where you go out in the middle of nowhere. You strip completely naked. Okay. And you take a whole bunch of acid. <laughs> And then you lay on your back and look at the stars. Yeah, that's what they do. He does a regular thing for him. Wow. Yeah. See? So you're telling me star surfing? Yeah. This guy, they probably were doing I mean, this in the '70s, bro. Yeah. That's what they did back then. He laid down, took a bunch of acid, thought he was abducted, mm-hmm. went through this whole mind trip situation. His friends were probably on acid too. They probably left him. Yeah. And then. He was lost in the woods, woke up naked, and didn't remember where he was. And then he had to make up the story that I was abducted. Well, it's not. He might have fully believed it. Yeah, he probably had a bad trip. He had a bad trip. He had a bad trip. Oh, there you go. So he, oh, gotcha. So he actually thought that did happen. Oh, yeah. Without a shadow of a doubt, dude. So it makes sense that the story would match up with the guys that saw him floating up because they were tripping, too. Oh, they were all high as a kite, man. They probably wound up in the local brothel, and they did get probed. But it wasn't from an alien. Yeah, yeah. and he just thought it was because he was been, tripping. Could have been a hillbilly in the woods. And what the, if he got an enema? And the syrup. The syrup your what mom, about? You can only think so about the what the syrup was. Okay. It was getting triggered. There we go. Okay. Somebody that was the Vaseline, right? <laughs> well, I'll let your minds okay. go wherever they need to go. <laughs> well, uh, put a note in the comment if you want to go star surfing. Yeah. With Joey. Yeah, I'm sure he's got time for you. With a bottle of syrup. Yes, sir. A bottle of syrup and some acid out in the middle of a cow field. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Wow. Okay, guys, that's going to do it for Missing 411. Um, Is everybody bottom of that? Everybody good? We got to the bottom of that? I think so. You're calling pedophiles. You're calling calling Catholic priest. And I'm calling you star surfing for Ray Salmon at the the beach. So. Hey, make sure you visit our website, www.bottomofthat.com. Check out our blog for all our show notes and resource material. You can also find all of our social media platforms there as well. If you're listening on YouTube, Rumble, and BitChute, and you like this episode, please like, share, and subscribe. Leave a comment. If you're listening on any other podcast platform, 
please turn on notifications so you never miss when we publish an episode. If you did not like this episode, I thank you for listening this long. Tune in next week when you might hear Joey say, Let's get naked and look at some stars. I'm down (laughs) with that.